Hello out there. Welcome to the new episode of Dakota Boys Talk Movies where we are talking about a mostly new movie, Venom. Yes, that's this, right. Th- is it just me, Dakota, or does it feel weird that I feel like I should say Venom, a tale? It doesn't it feel like it needs like a colon with something. It's just you don't we don't have that many movies anymore that are just like this word. Yeah. There's always it's... like a colon. Like, the last time I remember, like, a big one word was, like, Avatar. Yeah, it does feel weird. It feels like there should be... <laughs> I blame I blame Christopher Nolan. He started this whole thing. Because it, was, it wasn't Batman colon begins. It was Batman begins. Yeah, it's true. It, that's true. This should have been called... Well, there was Batman Returns, though. Of course, that was a sequel, I guess. But, yeah, it just feels like... You feel like there should be something else that are, like, Venom into the Venomverse or something. No, <laughs> I never really liked Batman Returns as a title, because he didn't. He wasn't coming back from anything. He just well, he returned the, to theaters. Dakota, remember? Remember how there was a first one that everybody liked? But it's not a real <laughs> return. It's a sequel. Should have yeah. been Batman. I don't know. Christmas. Batman. He's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Batman. Gotham at Christmas time. <laughs> a very Gotham Christmas. That's what they should have called it. Oh man. But it would have been a very Gotham Christmas colon Batman Returns. See, it was still been there, Dakota, because they would have had to have Batman somewhere. Oh, we're not here to talk about Batman. You know, with uh, all the <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but with all the sexual undertones, should have been Batman dominant, I guess. Yeah, because there's way too much in that movie. Yeah, well, way too much, and they sold it as a kids movie. <laughs> That's what was weird. Like I, I went to it as a kid and had like kids meal toys, and then it was like Michelle Pfeiffer is. Well, she's very Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie, <laughs> let alone anything else in that movie. But. I'm not trying to be gross, but I think a lot of a lot of 18 year, 13 year olds came of age <laughs> in that movie. Well, she's very she's very pretty, and and someone who just saw Ant Man and the Wasp, she's still very pretty, even with gray hair. <laughs> so, I think so is Michael Douglas. He's held up. He's held up. He's held up again. We're not here to talk about them either. <laughs> who are we here to talk about? Oh yeah, has. Tom Hardy starring in Venom. The breakout role. The breakout role. This He's an overnight sensation. I had never heard of him before this movie. Well, Apparently Venom. he used to go by Thomas Hardy? <laughs> he did in Black Hawk Down. Yeah, and then he might have still been that, actually, in Star Trek Nemesis. He might have still been Thomas Hardy. Oh, I don't remember. Or maybe he was Thomas the Hardy. I try to forget that <laughs> Star Trek movie he was in. Where he was like young Picard clone thing. And then they came up with a reason for why he didn't look like Picard. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're a little more on topic now. We're at least talking about the star of Venom. All right. We better oh. we better knuckle so, down here. So this movie has actually been out a, a few weeks now. <coughs> but Dakota and I, we're able to coordinate, finally get to see it. You know what, man? <laughs> we're busy, all right? We got stuff stacked up all over the this place. This isn't... No, we don't get paid for this. <laughs> Steven's got a family. I got a yard full I, of leaves. I do. Full-time job. Now I feel bad. Should I be home with my family right now? <laughs> no, nah, they're fine. They're ah, fine. they're good. They're good. They're in front of the TV. <laughs> we got Netflix. They're good. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> Venom. What happened in this movie? It was actually... Okay, let's just... I'm just going to throw this out there for myself. I didn't expect this movie to be entertaining at all <laughs> i i mean 
I shouldn't say that. I knew it was a movie that I was going to see. I didn't expect it to actually be cohe- as coherent as it was. <laughs> I thought it would just be a mess, honestly. Yeah, I was expecting... I always assumed Hardy would be fine. You know, like, eh, you know, he usually pulls off something. You know, I brought this up after we saw the movie. Sony is just sucking so hard at making <laughs> movies right now. Yeah, well, and, and I think as of late, their comic book branch <laughs> has been floundering, <laughs> to say the least, until they hooked up, you know, when they kind of were like, they, you, you know, that email hack that we'll just pretend they didn't cause... <laughs> Where they could hook up with the MCU, you know, obviously that helped them because Homecoming did a little better and actually was a good movie. Uh, but man, they were really struggling getting things off the ground because Venom was supposed to happen a few other times, a few different ways, and they just kind of kept screwing it up because wasn't I mean, in the Amazing Spider-Man thing, Venom was going to happen again, wasn't he? Yes, with he that was... whole Sinister Sticks thing because. I don't know if any of you remember this, but because Amazing Spider-Man Two is kind of like, every if if you know about it, you kind of just figuratively hide it that you know about <laughs> it. But they were trying to set up a whole cinematic universe in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, they obviously Spider-Man has this giant rogues gallery. Yeah, and some of them pretty decent. Yeah, he's got, he has, of, he's got a lot of decent rogues. So. He's honestly almost on Batman's level for having like really cool bad guys, memorable ones. Yeah, yep, yeah. And so there was kind of this whole setting up side plot in Amazing. Well, there was about what five side plots in Amazing Spider-Man Two. And, oh, and yes. one of them was <laughs> the Sinister Six. Which would have involved bringing kind of venom into that fold, and then when that, when that folded, to use fold again, uh, I think they just kind of backburned it when this whole MCU thing happened, thinking we'll bring it out, and then they decided to go this route, where they're like, we're gonna make a venom universe, and they they're really careful to not say it's never gonna be tied to the MCU. They just kind of go, well, right now it isn't. <laughs> Well, so I don't know what that means. It's kind of like what they're doing with Deadpool. Like, well, right now it isn't. It uh, God, it was last summer, I believe. They had this whole back and forth of it is part of the Marvel Universe and Kevin Feige came out, it's not part of the universe. And then there was this whole, well, it kind of is, but not really. And Yeah, just, well, and then I forgot to even look. At the credits of this, was Feige even involved in this movie? He uh, wasn't, right? Because no. this was this was purely Sony. Yeah, this was all Sony. Oh, except for a Stan Lee cameo, of course. Yeah, even though, you know, he had nothing to do with the creation of Venom. <laughs> and I don't know why he was in the Deadpool movies, because he had nothing to do with the creation of Deadpool. It, it's like the thing now to throw him in the Marvel <laughs> movie. If it's, if it's a Marvel movie at all, Stan Lee will be there in some shape or form. Because he's in Big Hero 6, too, and that was its own thing too. Yeah. So wait, is Big Hero Six in the MCU? Allegedly, yes. <laughs> Allegedly? Uh well if it's got Stan Lee. I think I think they're trying to answer that that uh the question of where exactly it takes place. Yeah, the San Francisco <laughs> thing. Some people are kinda like, why'd they do that? It makes it more confusing. It's like, well, they're trying to make it as a 
in the Spider Verse, it can be it can be one of the <laughs> one of the parallel dimensions. So we're good to go now. But yeah, so Venom. Uh, this what's the story? So this movie it opens up with a spacecraft coming to Earth. Um, a human one. I should the phrase. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mislead anyone. Like a UFO was coming. It was a space shuttle coming back to Earth, but it was like this ridiculous like. Hey, let's pretend this is like a cool futuristic space shuttle. So it was like this. It, it what it reminded me of was like one of those shuttles from Star Trek, <laughs> but like, okay. but like squished a little flatter. So it was like a shuttle from Star Trek, but like, but like squatted and sleeker. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, well, that's an interesting way to go with the space shuttle. And then it just for. Out of the blue, it all of a sudden just starts crashing, and when it hits the atmosphere, of course, you come to realize that. Well, you don't totally realize this, but you're assuming that it's because one of the symbiotes broke free, because uh, when it hits the Earth, um, they're like one of the astronauts is still alive, which how is that possible? Yeah, and it's because one of the symbiotes was in him kind of keeping him seemingly alive so that it could make its way through the world or whatever. So the other three take it back to the Sinister Sky, and you learn about this whole Sinister thing. They set up Eddie Brock. Now, Eddie Brock, if any of you are familiar with him, is who Topher Grace originally played in Spider-Man 3 of Sam Raimi's Spider-Mans. This is a very different Eddie Brock (laughs) in a lot of ways. Uh, Really nothing in common to that Eddie Brock. Well, the name, I mean... The name. The name's about it. I mean, mean, everything from personality and build all the way to really what kind of news person he is. But Eddie Brock is kind of this uh, free agent reporter that kind of works for a network trying to do his thing. But he's always the guy who's like, uh, you know, I don't care if... uh, you just want me to do your that basic story. I I want to get to the to the nitty gritty of it because people need to know the truth. And so it gets him into a, a lot of trouble. Slash still gets respect for being that way. And then, but because he is that way, that's kind of where his life starts falling apart. Because he pushes that so far, that his life starts falling apart, and he loses everything that was going well. Um as he's rebuilding his life in San Francisco, because that's where he is now instead of New York. And so you kind of pick up with him here where he's at the top of the world for about 15 minutes, and then he's down in the poopy with uh, <laughs> the rest of us, um, just trying to scratch scratch together how he's going to live his life. And then it almost, what I find interesting is really, he probably wouldn't have made it very far for him for Venom. Venom is kind of who saved Eddie Brock's life in a weird way. Even though Venom kind of could have killed him. (laughs) Yeah, his life was basically circling the drain. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, To still to still a word from Venom, he was he was a real loser. uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's some funny stuff with this, but yeah. So you're kind of like I'm not I'm not trying to say I have it together in life, but this guy makes me look like I got this down. Yeah, and it's it's interesting too because what happens is he knows something sinister is going on with this company as he symbiotes. And there is the the guy who runs it is like this Elon Musk type, but doesn't care about life. He's just killing random people to try to figure out how to control these symbiotes. Eddie Brock knows it's happening, wants to prove it, and then that's how he ends up attaching to Venom and being the right host. But 
what's interesting, I think, is how Eddie. And okay, so Dakota, they kind of set up Eddie Brock as being like, "You're the you're the smartest reporter I've ever met, Eddie," and all this stuff. He kind of felt like a moron to me. Like he didn't like I get like that he was willing to go all the way for a story, but I didn't feel like he that he was smart. I felt like he was just scrappy. And so it was hard for me to buy him as like this smart cuz to me a smart reporter is like like Lois Lane where she still gets into trouble but she still kind of has like a there's a, there's a literal like smartness and intuition there where I felt like Eddie Brock was like Oh crap! <laughs> Too far. And then he was kind of like, I feel like he couldn't even hardly put together a sentence. And he's supposed to be like a multimedia reporter. You know, he kind of comes off as being drunk. And right, that's so- what I mean. And even because even before he's like life falling apart, you're like, oh, I mean, bro, this is the guy who they put on TV. Yeah, he, uh, Tom Hardy, obviously not American. Right. I think yeah. he was kind of going for, like, a New York accent of some kind. He, yeah, like, because he's supposed to be a New Yorker who kind of transplanted to San Francisco. So I feel like he was trying to hit, like, this kind of New York tone, but in, like, a different sort of way. I don't know. He does a fine American accent. I don't know why he just didn't do that. I, well, I think he was trying to find this, like, kind of... I think he was trying to find his Eddie Brock voice, you know, is what he was doing here. And and it kind of worked. And it worked, except for the fact that we're supposed to buy him as, like, this smart, intrepid reporter. Where it was like, I just don't feel like this would be the guy who has that right kind of presence for what he's doing. You know, maybe yeah. if it was, like, a written word reporter. Yeah, that, uh, that was definitely kind of one of the more weaker parts of it. Um I feel like he was more like the reporter that was, like, he was willing to jump in a dumpster to to get like, and that's what I mean, like shredded documents and right them back together. He's like, that's what I mean. He's like a scrappy reporter, but they kept calling him like, oh, you're you're the smartest reporter I've ever met, and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't think he's smart. I think he's just scrappy. Yeah, it's uh, and then he. Tom Hardy is in 100% in this movie. Oh my gosh. When he's like uh, battling Venom being in him and trying to understand this whole like uh, I, we, I am you, I am you, you are me, Arnold stuff. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he kind of pulled a Patrick Stewart. You know, Patrick Stewart said the reason why his acting on uh, Next Gen was so good. He's like, oh, my gosh, this writing is horrible. I got to save it. (laughs) I got to save it, man. I got to just be the best actor that I could possibly be in this moment. And I think that's why, you know, even though some of those uh, first, second season episodes are really just like, what is going on here? Yeah, like, did this need a whole 50 minutes? (laughs) Yeah, he still is just like in command of that show and just just making you just keeping you watching he definitely was the anchor yeah, yeah. and just like tom, tom hardy is here where it's like there were parts of this movie that were like okay yeah but it was just like he was just all in yeah <laughs> and it was kind of amazing <laughs> i think he 
I think he had to have made that decision with himself, especially after reading the scene where there's a scene where after the symbiote's infected him, he gets held up by these guys with guns and he's putting his hands up, putting it down. He's arguing with the symbiote. And I think at that moment he had to have said to himself, I got to sell this like yeah. 300% <laughs> yeah. or this movie is not going to work. Yeah. Like all of the, just the, his body movements. Yeah. It's just like the way he moved himself. It's just like, did he come up with this or did he have like a movement coach? Because just like the way he used every square inch of his body to just be this guy who's like, I have control. I don't have control. What is control anymore? It's just like, it was pretty great. Oh, man. And I really enjoyed the, uh, he, I were, we were trying to figure this out. We're assuming he must have done the Venom voice himself, but I really enjoyed how they did the Venom voice and just the way it was talking to him. It was like this really deep, raspy voice that just filled the sound. You know, like you just felt like you were in his head with it. Yeah, it's almost like they took Keith David's voice, ran it, brought it down even lower, put it through a couple filters just to get... Yeah, it was just like full bass tone. Yeah. Yeah. But it was actually pretty good. Um who knows? I mean, we probably should have tried to find that out. Um, but the Venom character, at least the whoever did the voice work, did one heck of a job. I mean, like I said, <laughs> you had to buy this movie, the characters in it. You really had to. Uh, and they just brought it. Yeah, and it really... And the thing is, is like when you think about this movie... It was really mostly on the shoulders of Tom Hardy. I mean, everybody else was kind of there just to support the journey of Eddie Brock and Venom. <laughs> and so it was like, and that was the thing, since he was in all the way, you know, it, it kind of worked. <laughs> uh, I can see why, you know, this had such a split, though, between critics and, and audiences over the first few weeks. It was out, though, you know, where it's like, where critics, this just would not be a critic movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm just... You know, because they're looking for something new, something fresh. There wasn't a whole lot of fresh new things here. They just figured out kind of cool ways to do chases, be, you, being able to use like those tendrils or whatever you want to call them that, that shoot out of uh, Venom to make it kind of neat at times. But Yeah, there was no way this was going to please critics at all. I mean, it was just... I hate to do this again, but it was too Sony. I mean, Sony movies, you're always going to see a lot of CGI. Um, they're going to kind of throw in humor, even if, it, even if it's a little too much or doesn't hit at all. There's, there's going to be humor in there. Um, just, yeah, stuff that Sony movies are kind of known for. Um and one of those kind of being like failure on the part of the writer to kind of just have like an overall story. And I think that's probably what critics have in mind when they go see a Sony movie. Like these are the things that are typically wrong with the Sony movie. That's what's going to be wrong with this Sony movie. And they kind of play them up, I feel. And then at the same time, I feel like the opposite's kind of held when it comes to Disney. 
like, oh, this is going to be a fun, adventurous romp. There's going to be a lot of swashbuckling in this movie. Got to have that swashbuckling. <laughs> Got to have it. <laughs> there's going to be humor. There's going to be, you know, some serious moments. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait. But, yeah, that's honestly why I feel like this movie was never going to satisfy, like, the bulk of the critics, the masses. Well, and I think, too, just in terms of what critics are looking for, it just didn't do anything to it. Because they were like, okay, it's another superhero movie. And the only time critics ever like superhero movies is when it's trying something kind of new and different or kind of like anti anti the trend. And this movie was really just kind of like, in terms of that stuff, pretty run of the mill. You know, yeah. like guy's down on his luck, guy gets the superpower thing, guy's trying to figure out how to understand the superpower while the villain is trying to kill him kind of stuff you know it's kind of it's yeah. pretty pretty formulaic formula whatever formulaic <laughs> there you go in, in those ways but it, when you're the audience member you're looking for yeah i know i know that but is there still something here that makes it entertaining and i would say that this movie <laughs> there, there's some pretty entertaining elements to it of course i mean we go to the movies Basically for the same reason people went to the Coliseum to watch gladiators fight to the death. Exactly. Except the deaths in this were totally <laughs> fake. Whereas in the Coliseum it's like uh they were actually getting their heads bit off. Yeah. Not yeah. just not just uh in CGI world in Venom. So But we go, if we're entertained, we're like, Yay, give us more of that. Yeah. If obviously we're not, boo and you know, Spider Man gets rebooted for the fifth time. I mean Yeah, yeah. So, in terms, though, you know, you kind of brought up some of that tone stuff, Dakota. I keep kind of going back and forth how I feel about the whole balancing of the tone of this movie. Because they did try to have it be kind of like, I hate to say light, but, you know, tried to have kind of this lighter, like, we're having fun with it element. But they still tried to keep a little bit of that more realistic, serious tone to it. Do you feel like that was balanced well? Or do you feel like... It swung one way more than the other, or maybe should have been the opposite, or blah, blah, whatever. Oh, man. It was all over the place, really. I mean, between Tom Hardy and uh, Michelle Williams, I thought, you know, their scenes worked really well. The whole kind of dynamic between them was very believable. I mean, they genuinely kind of brought the acting game to this. And at the same time, you kind of got this villain who... Like, I don't even know what this dude's motivations were, other than the fact that, oh, I'm evil. He he wanted to basically, I think, well, his motivations were kind of weird. Basically, the I villain's know. motivations were, Earth is dying, and I need to find the way to find, to find a way to protect humanity, and if it can't be on Earth than elsewhere and so he kind of saw these symbiotes as like this is our way to survive in space if we can learn how to use these symbiotes to our advantage type thing it's kind of messy <laughs> but so he was basically just sacrificing all of these like easily manipulated homeless people that he knew nobody would miss and that he could talk into coming in for these test trials quote unquote where they were basically just being murdered <laughs> being ex being sacrificed 
in his eyes for the greater good. Yeah. But it was really just murder. <laughs> and I feel like there was a point where he just knew he was basically just murdering people. And it was all about just him just ex- just exceed just succeeding. <laughs> so I don't know. It was kinda it was kinda weird. I don't know. It was kind of the classic villain where he's just like God doesn't care about us anymore if he ever existed. <laughs> and so we must take our take it into our own hands. It was kind of that thing again. And that's where I say this kind of falls into some of those things where it's like, yeah, Kurdish gonna be like, okay, it's another villain that's like there is no God or God doesn't care anymore. So I'm going to be God, you know, it's like, yeah. which we've had, you know? And so it was just, it was just kind of a matter of if ever. So, okay. Since you know, that's kind of what that's going to be is everything else around it working. And so you got to kind of look at it from that angle a little bit. And I, and honestly, I just go back to just Tom Hardy, just not cutting a paycheck. <laughs> just, I just started laughing at points. It's like he is just going for it uh, because he he's basically playing a schizophrenic through most of this movie, yeah. and so it's uh, it's it's quite a thing to behold. Um, but and yeah, there are some funny just like Venom things too, like the actual Venom personality. Yeah, that like what you were talking about earlier, where he's like, actually on my planet, I'm kind of a lo- I'm kind of a loser. <laughs> where it's like he likes it here because he's not a loser anymore. <laughs> oh man which that was kind of funny so and then when when they're kind of arguing about murdering people and you're just like you can't just you can't just kill people and he's like it's fuel for the tank <laughs> it's like wow it's just like this the whole this these these over-the-top ridiculous like moral argue moral ethical arguments that they have are kind of humorous uh, to just between like someone who's trying to be a human being and someone who just has no care for the planet they're on because they're basically just a locust of sorts. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. You got much much else you wanted to say about this movie, Dakota? Um, kind of surprised at how well some of the action scenes in this movie were. There were some good action scenes. Yeah, like way too good. Well, better than I thought they would be. Where I was like. Oh, because I think in my mind, I thought this movie like had just enough budget to pay for Tom Hardy to be in it and things like that. And then I'm watching it, but like, oh, this must have been a decent budgeted movie. Yeah. And then I find out it was over $100 because I thought it was like a $60 million movie or something, which is a lot of money. Oh, yeah. But not for like a CGI superhero fest. But yeah. then I find out, oh, it's over $100 million. That's why, you know, it's... You know, looks pretty good and had some cool scenes. Yeah, this movie, it was entertaining. I'm going to give it that. Um, but it was kind of like, for every plus, there was kind of a minus. Yes. Yeah, very much and so. That's yeah. that's the downfall of it. Yep. I mean, we yep. had, there was even a pretty cool reference at the end of this movie to another uh, another comic book villain. But I felt the way it went down was just so weird. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really weird and really on the nose. And yeah. yeah, it was just kind of okay. It it just leaves you with conflicting feelings, but you just gotta. You're right though, like where it's like you have these. When you look at the pros and cons, it's like, ooh, you know, it's like 
the 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 balance the scale's a little more balanced than you than you would want it to be. <laughs> so um yeah, uh the end fight scene, I thought oh, I'm kind of getting tired of these where it's like the end fight scene is just totally CGI and this one it was a little dark. So it was a little hard to see like exactly what was going on. Yeah. But I feel like the concept of this was like really cool because eventually, of course, there's you know the the big throwdown between the villain and well, I don't want to say hero, anti-hero. Um, but there were actually some really cool parts of that. I just felt, especially how the the anti-hero eventually wins. I thought that was great. But it's just some parts of the fight. It's like it's too CGI, too dark. You didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I did think though, like when I compare this to the another anti-hero movie, Suicide Squad. I thought you were gonna say Punisher. And not Punisher. This where it's where it's like a bad guy, yeah. where they're really like the he, the main person you're following is, is technically a villain. Is I did think this one made a little more sense because I feel like in Suicide Squad they made them be so good. Yeah. Where it kind of hurt it. Where it's like, yeah, but they're. We want Flash and Batman to ultimately put these people in jail, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas in this, I still feel like at the end, even though Venom was fighting a bad guy, it was more like he was fighting a worse bad guy. Whereas his intentions were, are still aren't always good. And he, he was just basically... Well, if I said, I'd kind of spoil the whole movie. Are we spoiling? No. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of spoiled a lot, I guess. Well, we haven't revealed anything. Yeah, I guess not. Like, no one's going to be like, damn you, I was going to go see this. It's, yeah, it's true. I was going to wait till it's, it went to the cheap theater. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been out a few weeks. But I, I feel like, at, ultimately, at the end, it's like, even through all the intentions and what happens, is like, you still buy him as, like, a bad guy. Yeah. And so I feel like that worked a little better in this movie. Uh, I did feel like in that in that climactic fight, because you always have the climactic fight, is I did like uh, the whole, like, how they're fighting and there's kind of the splitting of the symbiotes. Yeah. And, I mean, there was kind of fun stuff with that. Uh, but, yeah, it was kind of, yeah, kind of when you get to the end, it's kind of like, it's a middling movie, but it's like a be- a little better than middling was really is kind of really where you're at with it. Yeah. And so it kind of that was kind of like bring it it's kind of bringing this one to a close because so like any closing thoughts and just kind of what your final verdict on this movie is. Uh Tom Hardy, great. Uh story not too bad. Uh Venom I really liked. Uh, but yeah, like I said there's there's Pluses and minuses all over this movie. Uh, overall, I would say it was good, though. Yeah. It was a lot more entertaining than I thought it would be. Uh, it was, Tom Hardy was a, was a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like every bad guy, or badder guy, <laughs> in this movie was really forgettable. And was really just kind of cannon fodder <laughs> for everything else going on. And even the, the main villain was kind of like... I, I don't even remember his name, really, right now. It was just kind of like... Yeah, you needed him, I guess. <laughs> you know, uh to to cause the whole shenanigans to happen. 
And so it just it made it a fun movie, but ultimately still a movie that fell into the trappings of it really didn't do anything different to enhance anything. But you still have fun with it, and it was fun to see Tom Hardy, uh, like an actual good actor, kind of taking it, where it wasn't like, you know, they just pulled some rando who's kind of got like an up-and-coming career, but it was like an actual like good actor. Yeah, this... this... A good actual good actor that was actually committed to doing it. This one worked with like Jai Courtney or uh, yeah. Alden Ehrenreich, or like a like a Boyd Holbrook, you know, or some of these oh, uh, some yeah. of these up and comers. It wouldn't work so well, but you, but you also need to find a good actor that isn't going to be like here we go, like what Bruce Willis kind of does as of late, but just, but that he was just like in, and so that was a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, it's still like kind of still. There's still a lot of things that could have that kind of make you go like maybe this shouldn't have been its own movie. I like this Venom guy, this Venom character, but maybe he should have been a part of something different that isn't his own thing. I I don't know. That's kind of where you're at with this. But and so that's kind of where it leaves you. And so I would say, yeah, if you if you can get to it, it's not going to cost you much. It's still still a pretty fun time if you understand what you're going to see. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's kind of that. So I don't regret that I saw it. Had a lot of fun with it. Had some laughs. Uh, was surprised by just you don't when you go to these movies you don't expect uh, fun acting, and there was some fun acting in this, especially from Sony. <laughs> and so uh, we're sorry, Sony. Uh, we used to love you. <laughs> uh, just uh, you got this. <laughs> maybe uh so yeah so that's kind of what our thoughts on on venom uh we'd love to hear your thoughts you can so, tell us yeah sorry go ahead is this like a thumbs up thumbs down thing for us like i yeah i feel like maybe <laughs> uh, like, is that I, how... I feel like i know i could grade this on like an a to f scale so maybe let's oh, do that okay because right. i i think i would give this a c plus because it's like it's kind of like right there like oh you're really close to being you're close to being better uh but you're enough where but you're at a grade where you should be worried. <laughs> That's so I kind of yeah. put it like that C plus. I'm cautiously optimistic if they make a second one. Yeah. 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 Where would you grade it? Uh probably just the C. C solid C. Yeah. It's definitely it's a definitely a C range movie. We'll put it at that. You know, I feel like this would be one of those movies that even though it's a C, we're saying it's a C now, ten years down the road we're still watching it. Either that or 10 years down the road, it's an F. <laughs> I, it's a, That's the thing. With these movies, you don't know. Because, honestly, uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, yeah. I thought Hellboy was the better movie. And now I have trouble watching Hellboy, but I can still watch Hellboy 2 and find it a lot more entertaining than I ever did at the time it came out. I get what you're saying. I mean, and so I think sometimes, like, I don't know what changes that. Even though I both think they're, I still like the first Hellboy, and and the reason I bring up Hellboy is because he's kind of a different hero too. It kind of fits this type of like, you know, it's not just like the one. It's kind of an off the beaten path sort of comic book hero movie. Yeah, I mean, we all have those movies that we're in love with, and then as time goes on, we kind of change our viewpoint of them. Uh, I used to love Smoking Aces. Okay, thought yeah. it was a roller coaster ride of a movie. Was that one of Carnahan's first movies? Yeah. Joe Carnahan. Yeah, 
but looking back on it, it's like there's a lot going on here, and it all doesn't <laughs> mesh well. Granted, it was uh, Chris Pine, one of his first roles. Uh, yeah, they threw Ryan Reynolds and Alicia Keys in there. Yeah, yeah and Matthew Fox with a mustache is in there. <laughs> it's just like so much weird well, stuff do you is remember, going on. Do you remember we were in college and Lucky Number Slevin? <laughs> okay. Everybody's like, Lucky Number Slevin. It's this fun roller coaster ride of an action movie. And then we watched it, we're like, that was stupid. <laughs> what the heck? I don't I didn't get that one. And so yeah, that's one of those things where you, you just don't know what's gonna end up kinda make or how you'll change. And it could even be a personal thing, uh, too. But we would love to hear your thoughts on any of these things. Tell us if we're wrong. Tell, tell us if you agree. Tell with us, us if we're wrong or right. Just any of those thoughts. You're never right online, uh, Steven. If Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, actually is a good movie like I think it is. <laughs> no, Steven, um, it's not. It's a great movie. It is pretty. It is good. It's fun. Um, yeah, you can let us know on Facebook. probably the easiest way. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, just the Dakota Boy Stock Movies. Pretty easy to find on there. Just look for our uh, Buffalo, South Dakota logo. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, if you're not liking there, we hope you do. And then you can just let us know your thoughts on there. Yell at us. Um, also, in a place where you can just tell us what you'd like to hear on, hear us talk about. Because um, we also, obviously, we'd love to do what you want to hear. Yeah, we haven't taken any personal requests in forever. Yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to that? Yeah, there was a time there where we did some because they were personal requests, and, and it was a lot of fun. It was fun to kind of like, yeah, I guess I wouldn't have thought of watching that or doing that. So, so yeah, we we would love to hear you do that, and uh, even if it takes a while for us to get to it, you know, or even if it doesn't happen right away, it doesn't mean we've ignored you. It just means we haven't gotten to it yet, because we do we do think about those and how to do them when you tell us those things. Um, so yeah, we hope you do that, and uh, obviously, you know, iTunes, YouTube, where you can listen to us. We hope you subscribe on there, in all those ways. But we just appreciate you listening we enjoy doing this and uh that was our venom review so we'll catch you next time see you later and good night